to touch earth. How, how many of you desire heaven to touch your earth on this morning in the name of Jesus? How many of you want heaven to touch us? We're we not talking about this ground. We're not talking about the floor. But we're talking about this earth. This earth. Do, do we not understand that the Bible says that we were uh, uh, made from the dust of the earth? We want heaven to touch us on this afternoon. Anybody desire heaven? Anybody desire a little taste of heaven on this afternoon? Heaven has everything we need. Heaven's got everything that we need. Anybody need a, a touch from heaven on today? Just wave your hand if you need a touch from heaven on this morning. Just wave your hand if you need a touch of heaven in your life. Just wave your hands if you need a touch of heaven in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I mean, I, I believe all of us know the Lord's Prayer and we ask that God's kingdom, uh, uh, let your kingdom come. Uh, uh, here on earth as it is in heaven. Do we, do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? Because as we were singing the song on this morning, you should have got up. Oh, oh man, I, I, I thank you for being obedient because the sister said, y'all have a seat. But when, when, when such a request is being made in our presence, uh, you, it, it just won't let you sit down because you desire a piece of heaven to come down and touch us. We need heaven. We need heaven to come down and touch us, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how smart you think you are. I don't care how great you think you are, but we need heaven. In order for us to fulfill the will of God in our life, brother, we need some heaven to come down and touch us in the name of Jesus. We can't do it in our own strength, mother. We can't do it by ourselves. We need heaven. We need God's intervention to come down. And that's what the song is simply saying. God, I need some intervention here. God, I need some help. God, I I, I need you to step in my situation. I need you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I need intervention. We all need intervention. In the name of Jesus. And so we bless God on today, for he is a great and mighty God. And I thank him. I thank him so much. I give him honor and praise, and I just thank him so much for loving us, even when we don't love him. I I just thank him so much. Uh, I, I just thank him so much that he's so kind and he's so gracious and he's so merciful because even, you know, sometimes uh, I, I, I believe the way that we treat God, you know, if, if, if it was a, a man, you know, it would, it would hurt our feelings because sometimes we act like we don't need him. Sometimes we act like we don't re- really even have a care about him at all. And I'm so glad that he's so merciful. I'm so glad that he knew what we needed even when we don't. And I give God praise and glory on this morning. I give him praise and glory on this morning. Because even when we don't have the sense to know that we need him, he already know. He already devised a plan. Because I see, you know, uh, the old folks say, you're going to need me before I need you. 
God already knew that we were going to need him. He already knew. And because he knew, he made a plan. He made a way out of no way. He, he, he made some miracles happen in our lives. And so I thank him for that on today. I thank him for touching me. I thank you for heaven coming down on my behalf. Amen. Because I couldn't do it without him. And so we give God praise and honor on today. For he is a great, great God. Thank you, uh, praise team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For pouring out your heart unto the Lord. Thank you, band, for pouring your heart out to the Lord. And we just give God praise and honor for who he is on this morning. So we've been talking about character, building character. And so the first week we talked about our thoughts. Last week we talked about our tongue. And it amazes me that both of those can't be controlled without God. That both of those areas in us, we need intervention. How ironic that we just sang the song, Heaven Come Down. Because we can't fulfill and live the character of God in our lives and these human vessels, these earthen vessels, without holy intervention and so i give god praise on today and so today we're going to be talking about the heart amen father god in the name of jesus we bless you today we honor you we glorify your name on this morning oh god god we thank you that you had a heart towards us before we even considered you And God, and we bless you and we glorify you today. God, we ask now that you would anoint, oh God, your word, oh God, now in the name of Jesus. God, that it would be a yoke-destroying word, oh God, a burden-lifting word, oh God. And God, and we bless you, oh God, a word of healing and hope and salvation, oh God, for us that are in need. And God, and we bless you on today and we honor you. We love you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, you may have your seat. Amen. Today, we're talking about the heart. The importance of the spiritual heart. Consider for a moment the workings of the heart. The heart is nothing more than a pump about the size of a fist whose purpose is to deliver blood to the body. The heart is composed of two pumps operating parallel to one another. The right collecting chamber collects used blood from the veins from all over the body except the lungs and empties into the right ventricle a pumping chamber that propels the blood through the pulmonary arteries in the lungs where it absorbs oxygen. The blood reaches the lungs carrying only about 70% 
of the oxygen that can hold and leaves the lungs via the pulmonary veins about 98% oxidated. The pulmonary veins bring the oxidated blood to the left collecting chamber, which in turn empties into the left ventricle. The chamber is nearly 10 times thicker than the right ventricle because of the force of its contraction must propel the blood a great deal further than that of the right. The blood gushes out into the aorta, the body's main artery, and through its many branches to the head, the limbs, and the internal organs. The sequence of the beating in the four chambers of the heart allows the collecting chambers to empty their blood into the ventricles first, then feel while the ventricles pump. Consider how hard this little pump works over a lifetime. As long as the heart beats, the body lives. Proverbs 4 and 23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And I want to read it from, that was from the New Living, from the uh, King, New King James Version. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of the spring, for out of it springs the issues of life. Jeremiah, now let's talk about, we talking about heaven coming down and we need God's divine intervention. Let's look at what the Bible talks about the human heart. It says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? That's why we can't say when people are committing crimes and doing all types of things that I wouldn't do that. Because without God's divine intervention, we're all subject to the same things. Matthew fifteen seven through 20. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right. This is Jesus speaking. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? Oh, my God, is this not today? Jesus replied, every plant not planted by the heavenly Father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet, Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, 
murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. So we want to talk about today what constitutes a healthy spiritual heart. How do we develop and maintain a healthy spiritual heart? Let's look at some characteristics of a spiritual heart. It says a healthy spiritual heart delivers life-giving blood. The blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary uh, for my sins and your sins. Our heart must beat this and exchange this blood in order for us to live again. It says this is the most important characteristic of a healthy heart. The Apostle Paul in Hebrews 9, 16, 17, and 22 says that the shedding of blood is required in covenants made with God. Paul also reminds us in Hebrews 10, 19 through 23, that Jesus' sacrifice gives us access to eternal life through his blood. A healthy spiritual heart recognizes that it's important to pump the life-giving blood of our Redeemer. Therefore, it is imperative that we develop and maintain a proper heart attitude that recognizes Christ Jesus as our Redeemer. The blood of Jesus washes us and makes us clean. And so without the blood of Jesus uh, flowing through our veins, without the blood of Jesus pumping through our hearts, we will have uh, 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 those, uh, the, because the Bible talks about it, uh, uh, our heart flows the issues of life. And so when we face these issues in our life, then without the blood of Jesus flowing through our veins, that, like I said, we would be no different than the stories we read in the newspaper. We will be no different than the stories we see on TV. Because the Bible declares that the human heart is wicked and full of evil. And so we must understand that it's the blood of Jesus that flows through our heart, that pumps through our body, that causes us to be able to live this new life. We can't do it without the blood. We can't do it without the blood. A healthy spiritual heart represents all that God wants from us. Proverbs 23 and 26 says, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. As long as our heart is loyal to God, we will see his will for our lives. And uh, we have to begin to understand and recognize. Uh, 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 and it's time and we keep uh, 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 compelling you to take a self-evaluation. It's, begun, it's time to begin to, to look at what it is that we desire. What is it that we're trying to do? Who is it that we're trying to please? Because in order to have a healthy heart, or in order to have a heart that pleases God, we must first give it to him. Well, you know, all of these old cliches, it says, uh, 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 I give you my heart. I give my heart away to you. I love you with all of my heart. I love you from the bottom of my heart. But God nowhere in the Bible declares that we should give our heart away to anybody but him. 
because he is the keeper of our heart because God is the one that causes us to make right decisions uh, 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 we, we begin to talk about it and we say well I just want to follow my heart well your heart might not be leading you sweetheart and young man in the right direction so you might want to follow the spirit and give your heart to God So in order for us to, to be healthy and, and, and to really to walk and to allow the characteristics of God to shine through in our lives, we have to give God our whole heart, not some of our heart. And, and we understand that at the reading at the beginning, uh, uh, the heart uh, has to work as one. Uh, both sides, all chambers have to work together in unison in order to keep our bodies alive. And, and so we can't uh, 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 think that we could be spiritually healthy uh, if we don't give all of our heart to God. You know, we want to give him some concerns. We want to give him some stuff. But uh, this right here, I can deal with on my own. But if we're not working in unison uh, and giving God the whole heart that he could work that thing together for his good and his purpose, then we're not living uh, according to God's desire for our life and uh, we're not uh, bringing forth the characteristics of a healthy spiritual heart. A healthy spiritual heart makes us want to be acceptable to God. Psalms 139 and 23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Oh, my goodness. Have you not heard that before? Oh, God knows my heart. Oh, yeah. But here in the Psalms, it says that we should not, you shouldn't be telling me, Brother Tilo, that uh, that God knows. You should be going to him and say, God, search my heart. But let's see what David went on to say when he asked God. He didn't make an excuse for the things that he was doing. He wanted God to search his heart so that he would be found right in his sight, so that he would live up right before him. Uh, oh, my God. It says in Psalms 39 and 23, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. What a great scripture. Not many people like to analyze, but the sons of God are to ask to be watched and to be tried by God. But when we're confronted with situations, we want to tell people, God knows my heart. He does, and he's trying to help you. Because in order for us to be with him, we have to get rid of some issues. It is really uh, strange to me that we as people of God, we have issues. We all got issues. Sister, oh, I got issues. You got issues. Everybody up in here got some issues. But it's strange to me that when, but because we, we, we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior because we needed somebody to help us deal with our issues. Because we recognize, I recognize, Brother Tilo, that I couldn't do it by myself. I, I recognize, Brother Tilo, that I got tired of being, uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And every time I turn around, I was back in sin again. Nobody wants to hear me on today. And so that's the reason that I chose Jesus, because I couldn't do it by myself. 
now because I realize that I can't do it by myself and I also come to realize that this is a journey uh, uh, this is not a one night wonder but it's a journey that we're on and as we travel along the way God pick, uh, he, he lifts up red flags in our life and say caution uh, uh, stop you got some problems you got some issues and so when God brings the flag up it's my responsibility because I say I needed him because I can't deal with this life by myself. And so when he began to tell me that I got some issues, and not only does he point them out to me, but he shows me the way to deal with them. But it's so funny that the people that love God, we confess our issues, but we don't want help with them. And I'm here to tell you on today that I, I, I really believe, even though it, you know, it hurts our feelings, it makes me feel some kind of way. I, I, I felt a little salty about you confronting me, mother. But I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you on today that I believe that you would feel real good when you come into the presence of God, when, when you could be able to stand before Him, if you deal with your issues now, because when we stand before God and everybody say, "Don't judge me," what do you mean? pastor don't judge me the bible declares that i know you by your fruit and so i'm not judging you but i'm expecting your fruit i know an orange when i see one uh brother tilo i know a pear when i see one uh, uh brother i know a plum when i see one so don't tell me that you are apple when i clearly know that you are orange Now, I'm going to help the church on this morning when you begin to talk about judging. Judging, and the Bible declares that God is a just judge. And so when we talk about judging, pointing out your fault, helping you uh, uh, so that you can get it right, so that you could go before God in, uh, in judgment, it's not judging you. It's helping you. I am uh, your brother's keeper. I am your keeper. I am responsible for helping you uh, 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 walk this narrow. Judgment means, my brothers and sisters, uh, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, judgment is a final decision that's made for our life, whether we'll be doomed for hell or heaven. I'm not judging you. I'm helping you. Before God judges you. Also, if we're going to use the words, let's get it right in the name of Jesus. Because, no, I'm not a judge. Because the Bible declares that I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. But I am responsible as your sister in the Lord and moreover as your pastor, if you declare me to be so, to tell you the truth. Wouldn't it be a crime if you got before God and you couldn't get in because of something that I didn't tell you? Or a lie that I told you and you thought you was okay, but now you can't get in because your pastor lied to you. Wouldn't it be a shame? So you rather for me to inspect your fruit now than God to judge you later. 
Come on, church. It's time for us to stop being petty. And if you're going to be a fruit, be the fruit that you confessing from your mouth. You either a good fruit or a bad fruit. I grew up in Arkansas. We had a plum tree. And some of the fruit that fell from the ground, if you get to it fast enough, oh, see, y'all don't want to hear me on this morning. You can use it. But if you let it lay there long enough, it's going to rot. And so you ought to be glad that somebody come along and say, brother, sister, get up off of that ground before you. Oh, but the people of God don't really want to be saved. We want to talk about being saved, but we really don't want to live saved. Y'all don't want to hear me. Yeah, this is talking about character and integrity. This is talking about the issues of the heart. Oh, we're going to preach today. I'm having fun. I'm not judging. I'm not passing judgment. I'm here as a mouthpiece, and I'm telling you right now, uh, this same word for me. This same word applies to me. When I'm off, my husband says, Mama, come on now. Does my feelings get hurt? Yes. Am I feeling some kind of way? Yes. But because I love God, I'm going to take my little raggedy self somewhere in the presence of God and allow him to wash over me and make me, oh, God, help me up in here. So that I can come out and say, bless you, Lord. I thank you for your mercies. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for loving me enough to tell me that I was going in the wrong direction. Isn't it bad when you're driving down the Audubon and somebody, oh, my husband, he this kind of gets under his skin. When we're riding along the way and he's driving and I don't do no driving. He's just driving. I'm riding. And then I forget to tell him that the exit was back two times, back two exits ago. Come on, mama, what you doing? All you're doing is riding. Why you couldn't tell me that we were supposed to get off here. Now you tell me we're going. And that's what we, that's the role we play in one another's lives. Say, baby, you missed that exit. What's going on? Uh, uh, why are you off on that exit? You're supposed to be going. Why, why, why have you veered to what you're pulling over for? Why you got your caution lights on? Come on, get back on the road. That's what we, that's the role that we play. Y'all gotta stop being timid and, 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 and crybabies and, and wanting to do your own thing. You gotta give God your heart. And if you give your God your whole heart, you don't have to deal with these issues. Yeah, we got stuff going on. Yeah, we have to be corrected. Yeah, I have to be corrected. Yeah, it's some stuff that I gotta get right in my life, but I, I should be glad. Say, sister, you can't do that. You you can't say that. And I ain't even talking about real cussing. But just saying negative stuff or saying, oh, you, no, mama, you can't say that. We, that's, that's, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And so a healthy heart makes our heart want to be acceptable to God. So it's not about what we want to do. 
It's not about how we feel about it. I tell everybody, if you want to know uh, uh, something from me, and if you really don't want to know, don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call me. Sisters, don't call me. If you're getting into it with your husbands and you really want to know the truth, don't call me. And you don't want to know the truth because I'm not going to high five you and say, yeah, put it to the brother. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I, I might be, uh, uh, I said, man, I, girl, I know how you feel, but that's not what I got to say. I'm commanded by God to say what's right according to his word. And so I might say, hey, I've been there and done that. And, and most times I have. I've been there and done that. But I'm telling you, what a work. Don't, don't, don't waste 20 years, mother. You know, sometimes these young folks, y'all waste all of this time. And if you just come, uh, see, y'all, y'all don't want to live right. Because y'all young folks, if y'all come to some folks that's been through some stuff, we can save you some time and some trouble and some money. Just come and sit with us for a minute, and, and you'll begin to understand that you don't have to take this route. And we'll begin to tell you, baby, the, the, the best way to, to get your husband in a, in a grins, and I want to call keep your mouth shut. Learn how to say the right things. Learn how to say yes, dear, every now and then, even though they're wrong. Just say yes, dear, and go pray. And let God work it out. Because if you believe that God won't, he, you know, we'll stumble, but he won't cause us to fall, then you just go pray and say, God, you got to handle this. Because Bubba ain't listening to me today. And so I need some intervention. But if our heart's not right, God can't intervene on our behalf. And so a healthy spiritual heart trusts God implicitly for strength and understanding. When we weaken, we don't understand what's going on. A healthy heart trusts God. It says, speaking of this strength, the psalmist tells us, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait on him. Let's stop doing our own thing. If you evaluate yourself and you find yourself always do what I talk to so many people, I say, what did God say? I don't know. Well, why are you doing what you're doing? What did God say? He told me to wait. Well, why are you moving? Wait on God. Psalms 28 and 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in him and i am helped therefore my heart greatly rejoices and with my song i will praise him see with a healthy heart you can come to church and give god praise and nobody even know you got something going on in your life with a spiritual healthy heart you can praise god even in the midst of trouble You be praising God like you just won a million dollars, but they don't know that you ain't got two dollars to finish your rent. Oh, you better. A, good, a spiritual, healthy heart 
make you praise God when you feel like it and when you don't. A healthy spiritual heart brings joy to our lives. Our Heavenly Father wants us to be filled with joy and gives evidence of the fact in Proverbs 15, 13 through 15, a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but a sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. The heart of him that have understanding seek knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. If you like foolishness, some folks just like foolishness, then your spiritual heart got some issues. If you like drama, always want to hear what's going on, what she said, what he said, what, what, what they do. Your spiritual heart got some issues. says, a healthy spiritual heart brings joy to our lives. A, spirit, a healthy spiritual heart makes us truly love one another. Oh, Jesus. Hey, sis, I ain't seen you about three weeks. What's, what's going on? Ah, uh, you know, them folks over there at that church, you know, they, they, uh, got this thing going on and they always trying to tell people what to do and so, ah, uh, but a good spiritual heart helps you love one another. And I want to give y'all a little something about love. It said, oh, you could tell the truth, but do it in love. What does that mean? Does, does that mean that I said, oh, oh, brother Tino? Brother Tino, in love mean, baby, meaning truth. Because I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. I ain't going to be, it might not be dripping with syrup. It's because sometimes it be so syrupy, you don't even recognize what, what, what the source of the syrup is. But you need the truth. In love means in truth. In truth. In truth. Of God's word, not in truth of how I feel about it, but in, in truth, in love, according to God's word. And so we think love is hugs and kisses. Love is truth. 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 If you don't believe me, people adopt babies all the time, right? And they give them the best life, better than their parents probably could even give them. They, they treat them really, really good. And they grow up. And you know what hurts them? Is they didn't tell them the truth. They, 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 they showed them kindness and affection and, and bought them stuff and, 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 and made provisions for them. But what hurts them the most is when they don't know the truth truth and they have spent all this money raised them all this time gave them all this stuff and the child is angry because they didn't share the truth when were you going to tell me why didn't you tell me the truth that's love that's love 
And sometimes the truth, I had an old pastor, uh, 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 Pastor Walter Smith, I know uh, mother know him. He said, uh, baby, if you learn this, you can go somewhere in life. He said the truth either going to make you mad or make you free. If you don't want to be free, you're going to get mad because it's going to come against your flesh and you're going to be hot as a firecracker. But if you let it pass your flesh and get on the inside, it'll make you free. And so the truth makes us free, but a healthy heart loves in truth. Just as a human heart can be cared for to keep it a healthy condition, so too the spiritual heart. So I'm going to list a few things, and I'm going to get out of your way, that we can do to uh, maintain. It says eliminate risks. The scriptures are clear that we should avoid spiritual pollution that comes from the false religious system. Revelations 18, 1 through 5 and 8 and 10 tells us the church tells the church to come out from the pollution of Babylon to avoid its sins and plagues. We are told to reduce high blood pressure by putting all of our trust in the blood of Christ. First uh, Peter 1, 18 through 21 tells us that we were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Matthew 11, 22 through 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so we have to eliminate some risk factors uh, in our life and begin to use the word of God uh, 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 for uh, these situations and things that come in our life. We don't use the word of God. We don't go to the source of our help. Calling mama them is good. But the source of our help is in the word of God. It says that we have to improve our diet. Like those who search for a healthy diet for their best chance of reducing heart risk, we need to know what spiritual food is best for our spiritual health and which to avoid. Paul made the argument that we cannot mix good spiritual food with bad and maintain a healthy spiritual heart. When he said, in 1 Corinthians 10 and 21, ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. A good spiritual diet begins with the milk of God's word. We've got to get the word of God. You've got to find yourself. If you don't have the opportunity to come here for some type of Bible instruction bible school sunday school or bible study you need to uh, catch us online or go to a local church and get some studying of god's word you need some spiritual food if everything in your cupboard is junk when you got trouble you're gonna go to the junk and the junk is not gonna help you It's not going to help you. You need some good spiritual nourishment. I said over and over again, I think every time I preach, you cannot feed yourself once a week. 
you're going to have some problems. None of us in here, none of us in here only eats physical food once a week. None of us. We need to start eating God's word like we eat the other stuff. Yeah, meat too. We eat when we're not hungry. But we need to eat the right things. We need to start eating from the word of God. Regular exercise. Doctors are unanimous in their belief that no diet is totally effective if not combined with a regular exercise routine. The same is true in maintaining a healthy spiritual heart. The Bereans were commended for their daily searching of the scriptures in Acts 17, 10, and 11 and were said to be more noble than those in Thessalonica. As a result, there is a reason to study, to exercise our spiritual minds, as stated in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Study to show yourself approved. Unto who? Unto God. It says, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightfully dividing. So when somebody come up to you and tell you something, you will already know that that's the word of God. Rightly dividing the word of God. There is a reason to study. It is equivalent to exercise, which strengthens our heart and draws us closer to God. God's word is clear that the condition of our heart is critical in our walk with the Lord. Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols, and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessings and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Psalms 24, 4 through 6. We may strive, we should strive daily to maintain a healthy spiritual heart. Remembering that we belong to God. Who do we belong to? God. Matthew 5 and 8 is a promise from him. It says, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will, not might, but will see God. So, my brothers and my sisters, we have to work on our healthy hearts healthy spiritual hearts and we said earlier as long as our heart beats the body lives and so we have to work on our spiritual heart as long as the heart beats we live as long as the heart beat we live eternity with God. It's not about just right here. But there is a thereafter. And right now we're working on being in the thereafter. Because this is temporary. This is already declared. It's going to go. But you can't work on the thereafter, thereafter. Thereafter is already a decision that's going to be made. 
And so, isn't God awesome that he's allowing us an opportunity to work on it right now? And then he's so gracious, he didn't leave us here by ourselves. He just didn't say, uh, uh, go, go do that thing, girl. But he put a host of people around us to help, to rejoice with us, to mourn with us, to live this life so that we all can live with Christ and God in eternity. And so I just bless God on today. We're standing. But I want to take you back. To Psalms 139 and 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Search me, O God, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. These should be the words that are resonating in our hearts right now. Search me, O God, and know my heart. And in saying that, ask them for help. Because just like he told Adam when he was in the garden, where art thou? Not that God didn't know where he was, but he wanted Adam to Come forward. Where are you? And so in us saying, God, search our hearts. Search my heart. Oh, God, search my heart. Not that he doesn't already know, but he wants us to be forward, be honest with him. He already knows the conditions of our heart. But thank God for his grace today that he's given us an opportunity to get right with him. Giving us another opportunity. I I don't know about you, but I tell you, I don't want to be left here. And I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be left here, Brother t When the rapture comes, I, I need to be out of here. And I'm not sure if we really understand the difficulties that we face now with the Holy Spirit. So speak it in our ears, saying, girl, don't do that. Turn, well, leave that alone. Stop that. Hush your mouth. Close your Don't. don't. And we're struggling. Can you imagine the struggle when the the Holy Spirit is no longer our helper down here? And you're going to be running for your life. See, and and I, I, I tell everybody all the time, I don't know everything. But what I do know, I do know. And I used to tell people, I ain't worrying about it. I tell you, I was a, I was a hell of a. I said, I, I ain't worried about it. I'm just going to do my own thing. And, you know, and when uh, I ain't worried about uh, not uh, 
getting caught up in the rapture. I just be down here and, you know, and hey, uh, when they say you accept Jesus, uh, you want to get to be, uh, the mark. And I say, I just accept Jesus and die. But then brother Tilo, my God, I started reading, said, girl, have you not read? It said that death is going to flee from me. I'm going to want to die and can't until the, to this whole tribulation period is over. I'm going to want to just give it up and say, oh, put me, kill me, I, Jesus, Jesus. But it said that death is going to flee. It ain't going to let me die. I'm going to have to go through it. And I said, oh, crazy girl, you better get yourself together. And you better do it soon. Because all of these thoughts that you got going on in your head, baby girl, ain't lining up with what the word of God say. And so I, I started to rethink some things. And then I began to look at when it says about that. I said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, uh, I, I'll just do my own thing, you know. And then I started reading about it says that every tongue was going to confess. And it began to talk about where the tongues was going to be confessing. Talking about on earth, in heaven, down there, that's hell. I said, oh, no way I'm going to confess Jesus in hell. Oh, no, I'm not going to be uh, 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 condemned to a life, eternity of, uh, of hell, damnation. And I still got to say that he is Lord, somebody help this crazy girl. And so I began to refigure some things and said, I better get my life together. And see, that's what the studying of God's word will help you get your life together. And see, that's why the enemy, you, you know, uh, that's why you go to any church, any mega church, any church all over the country, uh, Bible studies, they scarce because the devil don't want, he, he, he said, you come to church. Come to church, praise your hands, jump, run, run around. You can speak in some t- somebody's tongue and do all that stuff. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He don't care about that. But he don't want you to get the revelation of God's word. Because when you start getting the revelation of God's word, some things going to start changing in your life. You're going to start to do some things different. Yeah. He don't care that you come and have a feel-good moment. Because the Bible said that he crouched right out the door, right out there, right out there. As soon as, he, he, as, soon as y'all walk out of there, he, he crouched right there. He's going to jump on somebody's back. He's going to follow you to the car. He gonna, y'all going to be fussing in the car. That's true. Uh, he might sit quiet in the car as soon as you get home. Y'all, uh, it's going to, everything going to break loose. Oh, he might, he might chill out to tomorrow. He might make it to about Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That's the way he operates. And see, if we don't have the word of God uh, uh, running in our, in our, in our heart and, and, and being regurgitated, Bishop talked about, in our, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to bring it back to our remembrance and, and begin to apply that word. And when, that, when the enemy comes up, we'll shut him down with the word of God. If, you, if you're not operating that manner, you'll be saying that you belong to God, but you'll be living a defeated life. What's the need of holding a policy, but you can't spend the money? Come on, somebody. (laughs) 
you can't receive the benefits from the policy. What a waste. And so I compel you today, uh, let God search your heart. Let's stop believing the lies. Get in the truth of God's word and really understand this life that we're living because it'll only benefit us if we really have a true understanding. And not only are you responsible for it benefiting you, but you're also, we are accountable for it also benefiting others. Because if I'm not doing right, then I'm teaching somebody that's watching me, say, oh, well, she go to church, she, she the pastor, so it must be, it must be right. No, it's not right. So I'm tr- teaching a lie as a truth to my brothers and my sisters. And so I encourage you on today that as we begin to allow God to build our character, that we would allow him to touch our heart. Give your heart over to God today. If you have not done so, if you've been giving him inch by inch, pinch by pinch, piece by piece, give it wholeheartedly unto him today and let God bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we come to a close of this service, amen, I just ask you, if you didn't, you didn't greet everybody in the room today, I want y'all to just roll around the room and just greet someone before we go out of here. Tell them your name. Tell them, don't tell them your address. Tell them your, whatever you want to tell them. But get, tell them just a great, great thing about themselves, about yourself. Just go around the room right now before we leave out because we need to know one another as we come into the house of fellowship. Amen. Come on. Come on. Go just move from your seat. Amen. If you hadn't talked to everyone in the room today, you don't know everybody in the room today. You met someone. You had to shake a hand in the day. That's it. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. We don't want to leave out here not knowing anybody, amen. We don't have to put in your phone pad, put their name.